from APM, American Public Media. This is the American Radio Works podcast. I'm Stephen Smith. Teach for America's mission is to provide poor children an excellent education by sending outstanding college graduates to teach school in low-income neighborhoods. TFA started 23 years ago with fewer than 500 teachers in just a handful of states. Now it places 11,000 newly minted teachers in 35 states each year. I get one minute, then you guys get one minute. So first Ashley Brown started about six months ago. If you see me make a mistake, who can raise their hand and tell me what you say if you see me make a mistake? What do you say, Kendra? Think again, Miss Brown. What do we say if I make a mistake? Think again, Miss Brown. So you need to watch me very closely. Make sure I actually made a mistake, though, before you say think again, because sometimes you might think I made a mistake, but I didn't. Miss so, Brown's third graders sit in groups of four. Their old-fashioned metal desks are pushed together. Their eyes are on the whiteboard. At 28, Ashley Brown is a little older and more experienced than most Teach for America teachers. She was a lawyer for the Department of Education in Washington, D.C. That's where she learned about the achievement gap between poor children and children from more affluent families. Anita, what did I do wrong? She started volunteering in the D.C. schools and made up her mind to become a teacher. The achievement gap here is one of the worst in the country. I couldn't think of a place where I would make a bigger impact as a teacher than the Twin Cities. Ashley Brown teaches at a charter school in St. Paul, Minnesota called St. Paul City School. 97% of the students come from low-income families, and the majority are children of color. Teach for America aims to get children like these to college and into good careers. But as TFA has grown in size and in influence, it's become a target for critics who say that these kids need teachers to commit to more than just two years. They need teachers with a lot of experience, not a little. We heard from one of those critics on the podcast last week. I definitely understand the critics, and especially because I've, I have so many friends who, are, who have taken the traditional path to teaching, and that's not an easy path either. You work very hard in school to get your teaching degree. You do student teaching. I can totally understand being skeptical of how is it that you are oftentimes very young, with really five to seven weeks of training coming in and doing the same job that I prepped for for four years. And I, so I understand that and I appreciate that. My answer to critics who say that the commitment isn't strong enough is that even having only done this work for six months, there's no way that you can stay in a job like this if you are not committed. Give me a thumbs up if you got 609. Ashley Brown says she's in it for the long haul. Like most TFA teachers, she's also working on her master's in education. She says she hopes to work at St. Paul City School for at least five to ten more years. Okay, let's give Henry two claps, one, two. Okay, erase and switch. This week, our guest is the co-CEO of Teach for America, Elisa Villanueva-Beard. She's been moving up in the organization since she became a TFA teacher in 1998. She says her personal experience as a Mexican-American poor kid in South Texas is fueling her passion to improve the academic prospects of low-income students. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Can you just give us the thumbnail of what Teach for America does? Absolutely. So Teach for America is looking to channel the energy and the leadership of young recent college graduates and young professionals 
to commit to what I would consider the greatest civil rights issue of, of our time today, which is educational inequity. And we are recruiting top talent to come into teaching in rural and urban communities across, you know, 48 communities. We're in 35 states plus Washington, D.C. And the idea is that our teachers will go above and beyond the call of duty, do whatever it's going to take to ensure that their kids have access to an excellent education and the impact that our teachers are having is truly enduring. And the idea is also that during this process, our teachers actually understand and learn the incredible opportunities, assets, potential of our kids and emerge from this deeply believing that this is a solvable problem, deeply committed to channeling their energy for the rest of their life towards solving this, whether it means staying in education or leaving the classroom. And Teach for America deeply believes that this is a systemic issue, and the way we're going to address it is through incredible leaders working within schools as teachers, as school leaders, as system leaders, all other sort of talent that you need within education, but then outside of education, working to ensure we have appropriate policies, you know, social services, the innovations that are happening um, to address this massive, complex problem that so many people care about today. What is it about these young people or about the Teach for America model itself that you feel is powerful enough to address this persistent and growing issue of the achievement gap? education is the pathway to access to the world. Um, And so you have a bunch of young people who say, I want to be part of that. 85% of the folks we recruit on the front end say, if it were not for Teach for America, there's no way that I would be going into education. Yet 67% of our alumni, 32,000 people, are working in education. And 80% of all of our alumni are working in low-income communities. How is Teach for America funded? Um, we 30% of our funds are public dollars um, from the federal government, state level, district level, um, and then the rest are private funds, foundations, corporations, individual givers. If I'm a school district or I'm a state or even the federal government, why would I invest scarce dollars in Teach for America compared to other options, say improving education schools, uh, more professional development for experienced teachers or smaller class sizes? What Why would I want to invest in Teach for America? Our biggest contribution is the fact that we are able to channel top talent from graduating from the top schools in our country to teach. Um, And this is something that, you know, if you look at the best countries in the world and the highest performing schools, one of the principles of what they do is attract, you know, the absolute top talent to go into teaching. Um, And I think that is just an enormous contribution that we're able to, you know, get our top kids across the nation to commit to teaching in our classrooms and, you know, the neediest classrooms. And that's exactly where we should be channeling our best um, talent. Well, one of the criticisms, though, is that these young people might be really smart, but they don't get enough training before they get to the classroom. That the five, the standard sort of five weeks of training that you provide while good is not enough to handle, you know, some of the most challenging classrooms in the country. The way our model works is our training process is the beginning of a two-year process, training process, in fact. We teach the fundamentals to our teachers in the, during their training, which is usually about seven weeks. And um, and they, they teach summer school, and they're really immersed in, in the actual act of, of teaching. For us, that is just, you know, getting the fundamentals so they can hit the ground running. We have a very robust um, support structure and where we invest a lot of resources 
services and actually supporting our teachers once they're in the classroom. And in fact, research says that investing when teachers are actually in practice is one of the best investments you can make so that you can accelerate their pace of change and, and learning as quickly and impact as quickly as possible. And so for us, um, it's really a two-year process, and um, many of our teachers also are enrolled in schools of education getting their master's um, concurrently while they are teaching. And so it's a very robust, ongoing process, and our, and our five-week training or seven-week training is just the beginning of that process. Lots of data show that student achievement is correlated with uh, a teacher's experience. And as you mentioned, Teach for America has a, asks for a two-year commitment. Shouldn't you be asking for more time? So um, we, um, and it is true, teachers that stay longer, if they are doing the good practices of teaching, of reflecting and doing all of that, um, will no doubt get better, which is really important. Um, we are trying to recruit top talent. We're, you know, 30% of our core are STEM teacher science and, and math teachers, and um, and also our, we have 39% of our core are also people of color. And so, you know, with this generation of folks, a two-year commitment is, you know, what has we have found to be the right um, commitment on the front end. But the truth of the matter is, Stephen, 60% of our teachers all stay to teach for a third year. Um, so our teachers are not, you know, abandoning ship after two years. The majority actually stay on beyond um, two years. And again, 67% are um, remain in education. I think what's an important point to raise on this front, too, is that when you look at the schools where we teach, um, 92% of our teachers actually come back for a second year compared to 82% of most teachers in the schools that we teach in, and frankly, 86% of the teaching force. I think the conversation we all need to be having really thoughtfully is the state of education and the fact that no teachers are staying in education, the fact that, you know, after five years, 50% of the teaching force is gone. Um, and in, in low-income communities, it's, it's even higher. And so this is not, in my view, a Teach for America issue. This is a, an American education issue that we really have got to tackle. We recently had Arthur Levine of the Woodrow Wilson Foundation on the podcast. He said that teacher preparation should be a lot tougher than it is in the United States. He's pushing a new accreditation system to make teaching certification more rigorous. He is a big fan of Teach for America, but uh, Arthur Levine says TFA teachers should be subject to the same tough accreditation standards as all other teachers. I wonder what you think about that. Um, I think that we should be focused on outcomes um, and who is making the most impact with kids in the classroom every day. And so um, what I, as, as long as we are using that to inform what inputs we need, I think is, is most important. Research has shown, in fact, that there's no, it's mixed whether whatever training, you know, fully traditional teacher that gets, you know, full training from a school of education versus other um, certification processes, it's, it's a mixed bag in terms of the outcomes that they come to have. And so I truly do believe that we should, you know, make sure that we are attracting the most talented folks into education and, you know, and the bar is very high. And as long as it's all correlated with the actual outcomes that kids are getting, you know, I'm, I'm I'm full game for that. So tell us about your vision as co-CEO of Teach for America. Where would you like the organization to be in five years? What we're focused on now is just ensuring that we are able to take our impact to the next level. We're in the process of reorganizing the organization so that every community um, is able to truly make decisions that are closest to the ground and that they're able to sort of to decide, you know, the scale at which we have to be. And we, you know, believe scale is incredibly important, but really believe that 
you know, the Rio Grande Valley, where I'm from, for example, should really be figuring out in partnership with everyone working toward this problem, you know, what is the right short-term and long-term scale that we should be? What are the programmatic efforts we have to implement to get to the next level of impact? We're looking for new innovations, um, really feeling like we've got to just take our training and support to the next level and looking to um, use technology and innovation and really excited about the common core and all that that's going to provide, but it's also forcing us to um, adjust our training and support model to ensure that we are responsive to and being relevant and ensuring that our teachers get better than ever um, and that our alumni are truly, you know, accelerating their leadership um, and finding their passions and contributing to this work um, forcefully um, throughout the country. Well, Elisa Villanueva-Beard, thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Elisa Villanueva-Beard is co-CEO of Teach for America. You can find more podcasts about education reform at our website, AmericanRadioWorks.org. While you're there, browse through the archive of more than 100 documentary projects and let us know what you think of our coverage, AmericanRadioWorks.org. You can like us on Facebook at American.RadioWorks, and you can follow us on Twitter at AMRadioWorks. Support for American Radio Works comes from Lumina Foundation, the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, and the Spencer Foundation. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM, American Public Media.